I do remark that I know a bit about what getting that I don't know anything about no. And the village are the All Ireland champions 19 points to 14 Who said they couldn't win it? Hello and a very warm welcome back to the James Stephen Podcast with me, Tyke Dunhill. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by Star Hurley, the makers of the finest hurls in Ireland, with three generations of hurley makers in the family. Star Hurley is our choice in James Stevens, and you can visit their shop online at www.starhurleys.ie. Tonight's show is a little bit different. James Stevens holds a unique place in the history of winners of seven Fenway Gale titles, more than any other GEA club in the country. And tonight we are joined by mentors from each of those winning teams. Paul Kinsella, Tom Keane, Val Malone, Matt Root, Eamon Turl, and boys, you all look very nervous looking at me. <laughs> you don't have to be, which are very, very welcome to tonight's show. Paul, it's great to see you. We haven't seen you around this place in a while, but you're looking really, really fit and well. It's great to see you here tonight. Thanks, Tony. Good man. I might start with you, Paul, and bring you back to the early 80s after the formation of the Fair and the Gale tournament. And it was initially ran by the schools. Um, you know, was that a focus of St. Patrick's Parish? And did you target that particular competition at that particular time? No, I started in 1971. Right, okay. And Kilkenny was unusual compared to other counties. Primary schools handled all competitions up as far as 14 in Kilkenny until 1986, when the age of children leaving school changed. So, the schools were responsible in Kilkenny for under 14, right, okay. not in other counties. Yeah, okay, right. And from 71 up to um, 81, car clubs had won all Division 1s except the second one, I think, which was won by Old Christians in Limerick. So, that's how, and the schools then around 86 changed under 13 and the clubs took over under 14. But you were looking at the competition from afar and saying, you know, seeing what was happening in the Munster and, you know, you had a clatter of really good hurlers and, you know, the, 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 the ethos of, of the school that we were in at the time, yourself and Brian and, you know, there was real hurling uh, uh, culture within uh, St. Patrick's, but you had good young lads as well too. Talk to me about maybe well, the first team that you brought to fail upon. You see, the, um, in 1978, Kilkenny were asked to organise Yeah, and the county chairman at the time, Mick O'Neill, asked the primary schools to organise it, which we did. I happened to be secretary of it, and we hopefully organised it pretty well, but we got to the final ourselves against, um, what do you call them from Cork, um, St. Finbars. Right. And... What you say that? 1978. Yeah. And we were beaten 2-7, I think, to 2-1. Right. And... Often blame myself for it because I was trying to be secretary of Fair and look after the team and what have you. But we played well in it, except we got a very bad start. They got two goals. As happened under a gem. From the world goal. Yeah. And we had to concentrate on trying to get goals back, of course, and we were beaten 2-7-2-1. So maybe from that point of view, it became a bit of an obsession. And an ambition. But, um, in 76, I think it was 76, we started going down to the, the Pierce in Cork ran 
Jack Lynch tournament, it was called, it was under 12. We started going down there. So in 78, 79, 80, we won it. Right. So we knew we were... There, thereabouts. Pretty well, we knew we were able for the Corklands, <laughs> who had won yeah. basically everything yeah. up to then. And we won Kilkenny comfortably. Yeah. And we represented we Kilkenny in Galway in 81. Yeah. Yeah. And we were the first time then in 81 to win a Leinster and the other in Champions Well, no, there's no Leinster in Fairplay. Right, okay, so, or, correctly, Fairplay to your dead right, okay, but we were the first team in Kilkenny to win the Fairplay and Gale competition in 1981. Correct. And that was St. Patrick's Dallas Alpha, mm-hmm. right? And you were part of that team. Tell me a little bit about the fellas that played and the tournament itself. Where was it? The tournament was in Galway. Um, the we were we were staying with uh, Kilimer, and um, unlike um, other times, we were quite confident. Oh, uh-huh. so. <laughs> Well, no, we had to organise no transport. Right, okay. We had we set off in a twenty or thirty cars, one after the other, for Pier Stadium. And of course, you always met in the central point yeah. first. And um, having met all the rest of the teams in Pier Stadium, we came back to Kilimer, and basically we were comfortable comfortable enough yeah. and um, we met we knew Cork as I said weren't going to be a factor which had proved that it qualified for the final leader yeah. and we met Shannon trained by Gerald Apnan in the final and Gerald doesn't like to lose no well we were at a stage where we didn't like to lose either <laughs> but we qualified for the final anyway we had one injury going into it, uh, John Millet right and I happen to know Sean Silk, who hurled for Galway, who got Niall McInerney's wife, who also, or Niall hurled for Galway as well. Yeah. Niall McInerney's wife was a doctor, mm. and he got her to give John a painkilling injection. And away he went. And away he went, and we won the final comfortably. And a special mention has to go out for, for someone who, who was really starred in that particular tournament, of Pat Henderson, uh, Pat Heffernan, I should say, Correct. who scored 13 goals and five points in the whole tournament. That massive That's massive right. score. I think he scored three goals actually in the final. He did, yeah. Yeah. he did, yeah. But there was other really good players in that particular team. As there were indeed. I mean, that team was so strong yeah. that if one wasn't performing on the day, yeah. somebody else was. I mean, you had... Um, Pat Heffern, you had um, Niall Brophy, he was very influential in the forwards as big well. Big man at that time. Big course, man right? at that time. You had um, Frankie Morgan played on that too, didn't he? Sorry, Frankie. Frankie was captain. Yeah, that's right. Frankie was captain. Uh, you had Jim Smith. You had uh, Jody Dwyer. All good hurlers. All, all good hurlers. Tasty hurlers. Tasty yeah. stick man. Yeah. And as I said, we knew we'd have been very disappointed if we had lost. And we were up and away, and that was our first title in in, in, in the pocket, as I say. It was also the first in Leinster, yeah. the first county in Leinster, and aside from Limerick, <coughs> the third county, if you like. Outside of Cork. Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody I must um, recognise as well when I'm talking about it is, and this goes back to 1978, um, old Mick Lanigan, that should be the father of the current Mick, 
said me word in 78 that he'd cover any costs that I couldn't cover. Really? Which was kind of unheard of at yeah, that time. Yeah. And so he provided the sets of jerseys for each of the fields that I was in and covered any... Any expenses, of course. And there was, was, the no, there was no such thing as looking for credit for it or... But even even the big thing uh, for, for teams want to fail and, 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 and throw it even to this day as well too. Young lads, when they got to fail and were represented with the club, they got gear, they got togs and they got shorts and, and Nick would sponsor that as well too, which is which is really, really generous of them as well too. I want to move you on a small little bit, Paul, because we did go on and we could talk about it forever, about the, 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 the first one and we did go on fairly quickly afterwards in 1983 right. and it was being hosted by Dublin at the time. And we went up to Dublin, and this is a big, big team for Ireland to go because we knew the final was going to play the goal back. And you went up with another good team in '83 as well, too, Paul, yeah. Well, Tig, 1983, if we were truthful about it, it, it was a surprise to ourselves that we qualified or that we won't kick any. <laughs> if, memory, if memory is right, I think uh, the CBS and Gordon were favourites. And I, I mean, they proved it afterwards, the Beatles in the county championship. Mm. But uh, so it was a surprise to ourselves, and I think it was a surprise to everyone. And maybe the surprise it was, if you like, was. Still a good team, though. I, oh, it was a good team, yeah. yeah. A, a fighting team. Yeah. Um, I left here on the Friday with nobody except myself and the minibus driver. That will tell you how much hope there was. <laughs> and it didn't start well. At the, we went straight to Crow Park, as we're on the teams. Mate. And the parade, yeah. I had to get my brother Shane Holland was coming from England. I had to get my brother to in Dublin to connect him from the airport. And we came out from Crow Park after the formalities there to discover that his car had been broken into and all his tools taken. That was the start off of the the, the, the weekend. Yeah. Of the weekend and we we seem to be destined, to be quite honest with you. I mean, in the semi-final again in the Pearson Limerick, they were beaten as... Ten points down there. Yes, yeah. beaten as comfortably, but their full forward who was destroying us, they decided with ten minutes to go in the match that they'd um, put a back full back and protect their lead. And I remember at the time I moved Anthony Smith from full back up to on him as well because he was the only one with the physique, mm. if you like. And the next thing, uh, Adrian Connick went on fire and got, I think, three goals. And away we went. And away we went. And straight then, we had qualified for the final then, straight then. Who, who were we playing against in the final? Was same Finn Barris again. Oh, Cork, yeah, yeah. Unique final, and unique for some for more reasons than one. Okay, one was first. Well, there was controversy from the word go <laughs> then, because as you remember, there was a parade. Mm. Uh, which was from down below Connell Street to Croke Park and St. Finbar's refused to take part because they were playing the final. And rightly or wrongly, they decided we'd take part because... Um, the thing to do. The right thing to do. Well, even outside of the right thing, I thought it might be the highlight. I wasn't confident of winning the final. <laughs> <laughs> and we took part and... So the final started. Um, but the lads, the young lads at that time, think of it, they're only 13 years of age, they're in this massive stadium, and they must be very, very nervous, both teams, you know. So I don't think that they actually <laughs> thought 
thought or trouble really? about it, yeah. Um, the game started, in, as I said, St. Finbars were hot, hot favourites. And um, there's no score after a quarter of an hour. And Anthony Canny, who was one of our bigger players, the tall guy, yeah, yeah failed and broke his collarbone. And the only big fella I had in the sideline to put in was Jago Shockensey, who, <laughs> who had that. played no hurling minute up to that. Yeah, up to there, yeah. And he was only about two minutes on the field, and a high ball came in and he let fly. With the boot? No, no, with the hurl. Oh, yeah. They fly with the hurl, connected and lifted the net out of it. <laughs> the winning goal. Yeah. The only goal. The only score. The only score. So, you know, uh, an all Ireland so, final against St. Rivers and, and St. Patrick's. One goal to no score in Crow <laughs> Park. What a score, yeah. I always felt as it. Yeah, no, we were rewarded for maybe mismanaging yeah. 1978 when we were more hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great times, great memories, and great little hurlers, you know, to play and fail. And, you know, we had two at that stage. I want to move on a small little bit, guys, along the, along the years. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, but um, the man around James Stevens, known as I suppose, the go to man for fail in the game, is, is, is Val Malone. And Val is sitting very, very comfortably across the table from me there. Thanks, Good afternoon, Dave. You, you have very, very good memories of Fairman Gale over the years. I do, yeah. And but a lot of friendships as well. I did, yeah. I go back to uh, Paul. I was involved with Paul. The club were involved with Paul yeah. through, the school, through the school. And we used to meet up in the De La Salle with Paddy Millet, Paddy Mullen, yeah. myself, Dick Kine. Right. And Paul was hosting um, a team from Limerick. Uh, and we became very friendly and Dick Kine Lord to mercy said Dick got, Dick got a, a, a club tie off of him and he always wore it yeah, loved it <laughs> yeah and in Dublin then with Vincent's the Lamb Tony Lambs right. I was with the Lambs so we went to Croke Park on the back of a bus or back of a mini bus <laughs> and we became very friendly with Vincent's afterwards very friendly down through the years yeah. then they came down after that then and we played a horn challenge and a football challenge and we won both of them yeah. That was the association with Vincent's. But you made great friends all over the country, right? with the tours and the trips to, 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 to um, uh, you know, all the different tournaments uh, that were played. There were one particular ones as well too, up in Cool Derry as well too, uh, back uh, before. Did we go to Cool Derry two years in a row? We did, yes. The okay, 88 and 89. 88, we were beaten in the, I think the semi-final, we were beaten in the 88. Right, okay. But you made a very, very strong contact that time. Yeah. And talk about relations. A fellow called Mick Murray. Mick exactly. Murray, yeah. And we're still, very, we're still very friendly with Mick Murray. Right. And Tommy Lanigan stayed in his house. Right, okay. And Tommy and myself, we became very friendly, very, very friendly. And we went back to Cool Derry in the following year. And that was eight, and won 89. Yeah. We beat St. Vincent's of Dublin in the final in Doro. And... A good team too. A good team too. A very good team. And we came back to Collins Kitchens, had a restaurant in Parliament Street. Yeah. <laughs> and we came back to Collins <laughs> Kitchens to feed the lads. Yeah, I tell you a little story. I was up in the, uh, that part of the country a couple of years ago. Good work. I was measuring up a job and I went into a place. And just tell you about the relationship so that can happen for fairly. And we went into a house anyway. And uh, Kennedy's up at Cool Derry. And they said, you know, ask me where I'm from, from Kilkenny. Oh, any relationship, any deals with James Stevens? Yeah, of course. We had a couple of lads here, some really good, interesting characters that stayed here in our house during the fair in 89. I said, who are they? Can you remember their names? Can we remember their names? We'll never forget one of them anyway, that's for sure. And I said, who was it? Can you remember? And he said, yeah. I look called Fanny Cantor. 
He said, more. <laughs> and then he said, so more, if you're listening in, you left your mark over our good area, as well as, as, well as the James Stevens Hurling Club. But we won it. But Tig, uh, just to go back, when we went to Cool Derry now, there was no shops. Yeah. There was nothing. All the boys were staying on farms. <laughs> Imagine all the city lads yeah. staying on farms. Yeah. And they thoroughly enjoyed the time. Yeah. You know, they really yeah. loved it. Hunting cattle or whatever they were doing. <laughs> But, the, but that particular he was very good. He had a very, very bad injury, if I remember. Wayne Kelly. Wayne Kelly, correct. Yeah, that's right, yeah. He was injured, I think, in, in Doro. Yeah. In the, or in, not in Doro. We were in Port Leash where we played the final. He was injured. That's my only remembrance. Bad knee injury. It was a tie, yes, yes. But there were really good hurlers in that. And not a lot of those lads, like Shane Dye went on to Captain Kenny Minor. Correct. Uh, he was on that team as well, too. And, you know, Liam Smith and Vinnie O'Brien and Kevin Groger. They yeah, all, oh, they all went with, with minors. With, they they all went on to win all Ireland mm. with uh, Kenny and minors, yes. Yeah. yeah. Who else was on that team, then? Obviously, Mo was on it. He was, yeah. I think Bobby Carney was on it. Right. Uh, you have to go to the book tight. The final was played in in, in Port Leash. Correct, yes. That's right? correct, yes. And uh, can you remember? Can you remember anything particular about that particular game? Then? No, just that we were just that we won it. Well, just that we won it tight. Yeah, yeah, we dominated the game most of the game. We dominated most of the game. Yeah, great tournaments. And then we went on, I suppose, from 1993 to 2000. The Boston management team. They didn't include the next couple of men and yourself. That included and Tom Keane, Matt Root, and you know you were all very. And it was the most successful period uh, of of Fianna within the club. A remarkable four appearance from 1993 to 1997, uh, and we netted the club uh, uh, two Fianna titles. Matt, I want to talk to you about uh, the one particular one in 1984 uh, when we brought a team to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick, a place that was, uh, you know, you were very familiar with that particular part of the world. It must have been great to bring another, such a really good underage team back down to Limerick and, and, and to show off your wares as such down in, in, in a place where you used to do a lot of hurling yourself. Yeah, we were stationed in uh, Mongrace yes. in, in 96. We had been pre- or 90, 96, it was. No? Or 94. 94. 94 yeah. And uh, we're in Mongrace, and um, we played the Galway team, I think, in the first match. We gave them a beating. Some of the Clunans were playing with them, as far as I remember. And uh, we, we won it easily enough. And then we played. Um, then we had to go play, I think, a semi-final against Patrick's Well. And uh, I was in Patrick's Well. And there, geez, the place was packed, you know, so it was uh, 7 o'clock on a... Saturday evening. Saturday evening. And uh, I remember Remy Dowling, he was a guard down there. Remy was with us and he was giving us advice about various things. And one thing he told us was that if there's a sun there or, or wind there, I think, he said... Play with the wind in the first half because it always dies around <laughs> seven o'clock <laughs> when the sun goes down. So we did that anyway, and uh, we arrived there. They're all a bit nervous going out because they, they, no, they weren't used to a huge crowd. Mm. The place was packed with people. So anyway, we got started anyway. It's Hugh Gannon and John Cullen midfield, and uh, so when the game was done and the crowd were roaring and the lads got into it anyway, and that was close enough early on. And, but um, then um, we got a line ball about 40 yards out and John Cullen came up and he caught it straight over the bar right. and the silence, the, cr- the crowd. Mm. And after that then... <laughs> 14 years of age. Yeah, four, yeah, 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 he was a great hurler, John. Phenomenal. Great skill altogether. He was very strong and, and skillful. 
and fit and um, stepping heel or midfield and to kind of dominate in the midfield or to find athletes and um, so from then on I think we got a goal and we were ahead at half time not by very much I can't remember the score but just after half time our other one of our twin towers up in the forest with we, two two of the biggest lads big huge men yeah uh, Shane O'Grady and Shane Egan yeah and 14 years over 6 foot yeah Shane must have been or Shane or Shane O'Grady must have been 6 foot 4 and Shane was about 6 foot 2 I was just looking at the photograph down there their heads over Tom Tom there was standing beside them in the photograph so just after half time anyway Shane O'Grady got a ball and he careered through the defence and buried in the net yeah. and so we kind of uh, went on then to win it handy enough as far as I remember I'm just looking at the programme for that yeah. that was played in Patrick's Well on a beautiful yeah, Saturday evening yeah. Yeah. but the, the, the names on the Patrick's Well team like, they were famous sons of famous yeah. Yeah. Bennises there were Bennises on it Foley's yeah. and Bershon Foley yeah, Sam Foley and, Bennis, yeah. and uh, some, Carey's, some of the Carries some yeah. of the Carries on it like, on it as well yeah. they were a very good team it's kind of the hard to hurling in Limerick uh, Patrick's well it's a very very great stronghold I played with old Christians there and just to, uh, when I arrived in Limerick there old Christians were just after winning the first fail uh, so I knew a lot of those lads like trusting right, so. long on the fail at the time I think it was the second one Paul was it yeah, the second, second one, one yeah, yeah. Well, it must be the yeah. 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 great team that time. Yeah. Tom, that was your first Sorry, they, were, they were a huge team. Yeah, Tom, that's like Hugh Gannon, yeah. John Morgan, yeah. these lads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were massive. Yeah, Brian O'Dwyer, remember? Yeah, yeah. Like Shane Egan. Yeah. But Joe Murray. Men, they were all there. Oh, they had some very good hurlers too. Joe Murray was an excellent. Paddy O'Brien. Was Paddy O'Brien that? He was? No, no, he was 96. I had O'Neill's run it. Uh, Owen O'Neill and Peter, Peter. And didn't one Peter David Delaney was cornerback didn't one of the one of the O'Neills and captain to, uh, the school team Paul they won the, 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 the schools competition. The national competition, that's the schools competition. This yeah. the schools competition yeah. in the same yeah. year, too. Right. Possibly, yeah. Oh, you were going to say something, Tom. Uh, you just mentioned Peter O'Neill there. Peter O'Neill, I think, is one of only two to win two Ireland players. The other one, I think, is Frank Lohan from, mm-hmm. from Clare. Yeah. From Clare, yeah. Famous, Peter Lohan. Two cornerback on both teams, yeah. Very good. Yeah. That was your first t- first team, I think, Val. No, or, or I was there. I, we, were, we were in Gort in 1993. Yeah. With a lot of that team. Team as well, too. Yeah. Okay, no, but I, I remember going to, to Gort. Like, we were unlucky not to win, to be in the final there as well. If you remember a Saturday evening, a beautiful evening again, up in Claren Bridge. We were playing, I think, just Turlock Moor. And mm. is it okay to mention names here? Absolutely, 100%. This is one star horror. If you remember, we were the game was in the melting pot with a couple of minutes to go, and he streaked up the field. If you remember, <laughs> with nothing to do, only keep going. But he, instead of going around the lighting course, he put up the knee and had to go through him. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. And, and, and a free. free back down. Yeah, that was it. All over. over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, these things happen in Hurling, and that's why we love the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to want you to ask Matt, where did he stay when we were in Garth? <laughs> Whose house did he stay in? And that's when we go to Clock. Well, I tell you, I won't ask him since he's not after asking Matt. <laughs> 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 no, we, we stayed in Garth that year. <coughs> and we stayed in a pub in the middle of the village called Geordie Hart's pub. 
and Aiden uh, Hart's father. Aiden Hart's father, President Godwin, Harvard, uh, Aiden Hart. And uh, I stayed, uh, I think the wife and Aiden were gone away. They were in America. She was in America, I think, as well. And uh, they were gone away, so we were running the house. And I, I was in this room anyway, and I came, I came uh, to. Um, to get up, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to get up. Next to me is the alarm clock went off. It was a cuckoo a, clock. A cuckoo clock in the alarm, you know. Hearing <laughs> <laughs> this cuckoo inside the room. It's new to me, that kind of technology. <laughs> <laughs> America. But while we were up there anyway, yeah, we're, uh, one little incident happened. There was two of the lads. At that time, the, the custom was you stayed with people, you know, around. Yeah, of course. And when people picked you up when you arrived there. And uh, and uh, they were brought to the house and fed and so on. Well looked after, but two of the lads on here, I won't mention their names. And, and, and they, um, when they arrived at uh, the house where they were in, they went in anyway and they had their meal down the night, first night. And then they were shown, that's your room up there. And when they went up anyway, there was uh, only a double bed in the room. <laughs> so the two of them anyway. One of them was in the bed. The other lad wouldn't get in because, because he, he, he didn't think it was right or whatever. So he slept on the floor. All so uh, he, he, um, anyway, the next day, uh, I don't think he played game after sleeping on the floor. Well, just talking about the parade and things like that as well too. There's a great banner around here, right, that we use for the for for, for the parade. And, yeah. and uh, uh, tell me where did that come from? Tom Keane always held on to that banner. I don't know where it came from, but Tom held it on to it for years in his own house, didn't you? Tom? You still have it, Tom, well, I do. It's just a matter of having it in the house that if someone was looking for it, he yeah. knew where it was. Yeah. And yeah. It brought it back yeah. after. It's actually missing at the moment, but anyway. Oh, Tom. <laughs> I know who has it, but uh, or who I gave oh, it to. Oh, can, can you remember who, who we got to make that? Uh, I, that I don't. Uh, Liam Terrell wouldn't. wouldn't I remember that. Liam talking about it one time, yeah. yes. It was inexpensive enough yeah. at the time. It shows off the club crest. back to the sale again and the name of James Stevens around. Yeah. country. Yeah. I remember going back to Gartigan, I, Timmy Grogan came on the bus with me with that day you travelled on the Thursday yeah. and you didn't time, have your yeah. first match until Friday night. That's right, yeah, yeah. So we, we of course, you guys didn't like going out for, for all those times, getting no. away from the, the, from the, from no, the wives no, and no, all that no, for a weekend. No, no, we were, no. <laughs> but anyway, we made the best of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were, Cork, of course, didn't have a club rooms or anything yeah, at the time. No, if you remember no field, We were down in the community centre was where mm. we, we yeah. went to. But then myself and Timmy were sent up to, to O'Grady's in Gart, a famous restaurant in Gart. I think it might be still there, for a meal. Okay, no no problem. But while we were having the meal, uh, this man walked in with the clue from Adam who he was. And as it turned out, it was actually Josie Hart, who then informed us, invited us back up to the pub. He was mentioning how James Stevens, and he actually played, Shane Egan was with us on that team. And Josie Hart was talking how he had marked the late Andy Egan mm. here in Nolan Park in the mm. Ireland semi-final I think was in 1982 that was yeah. yes, um, you know so, so yeah great times and great and times and I ended up at her wedding time in Gort but uh, <laughs> along with Philly you were supposed to be concentrating on the matches but not oh, well, the wedding this years. was after this was after six of five <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talking about James Stevens there and the banner mm. another year we were in uh, Belfast what you will talk about later mm. and uh, 
we had to march down, I think, to Falls Road, right. down to Casement Park, with a big Jeez. banner with James Stevens on it, the founder of the Fiend. The yeah. you know? And uh, <laughs> where were we? Stowing stones. Coming down to different areas. You want to be careful now. We were a bit worried. Like. Just going back, talking about the, the 1984 team itself, you know, that was, that was you know, um, really there's an awful lot of talk right around the country and England Kenny as well too in 1984 was the dream team you know really good underage and had a lot of good underage success uh, uh, later on as well too um, you know that, that, that team uh, beat St Finbars in the Gaelic grounds um, what's your memories of that particular match yourself Tom? Actually I remember going into it all the talk had been about there was the son of Charlie McCarthy yeah, yeah. I think Cahill <coughs> his name was their star player yeah and all the talk was about him, and we're obviously. Say, Where was he playing? In the forwards, obviously. Yeah. Wing he, he, forward. he was wing forward, yeah. yeah. But we had Owen O'Neill, I think, knocked him. Yeah, Owen. Yeah. And Spinbars in that match only scored actually one point in the whole game. From play? Yeah. From, oh, from the whole game? In the whole game. Yeah, yeah. We won it, I don't know. It was we started a off, score, um, we, I remember in the first half, Shane uh, Egan thing got two, two goals mm. in the first half. And uh, that says it's on the road. We kind of dominated the match, and. Uh, uh, we, we won easily enough, actually. We, we, we had to forget to score, but we got two more goals, I think, in the second half, and, and we ran out easy, easy winners. Yeah, but a great team, though. Yeah, but we did. But that team, uh, God, they, 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 lots of the matches, they had huge scores in in the local championship as well as in the failure. Because I remember Joe Pike. You think in the county final coming in and saying, "Do you mind if we blow the whistle air early?" Like you yeah. know, because I, I forget who we were playing. But, but it always it always helped at that particular age, you know, to have a couple of big lads. Big you know lads. what I mean? Of course, and, it and, you know, Pat was a good Pat Heffron was a big man. You know, even Shaco when he scored a goal yeah. that day, he was a big man to score. Yeah. Shane Egan and the boys, all big men. You know, yeah. we always had really, really yeah. big fellows. What, what people was, forget is that uh, so it was a, it was a. T- you went in on, you had a match on Friday night, is that right, the first match? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, if you won that then, on the Saturday you had a match morning. in the morning, yes. and you had a match in the, the afternoon, afternoon on Saturday, right, yeah. and were you in the final, and then you had, a, no, uh, no, you had another semi-final semi-final final 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 Saturday evening, yeah, semi-final evening. Semi-final and then there was a, the parade the parade on the morning, the parade on the morning, you had to have big lads and strong lads, otherwise the stamina, especially bigger lads and Big field then we had to cover the ground as well yeah. in a couple of strides. Yeah. But when we were going out to, to get the grounds, we, we assembled down at Sarsfield's Bridge in Limerick, or in, 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 on the Keys there. And, um, and we had to walk from there out to the Gaelic grounds. Behind the, we were first team, right behind the Artane by his band. My God, and they were stepping it out. And we found it hard. So we're nearly running to keep up with them, you know. It was just surprising how fast they were marching, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we had the part. So, so there was a lot of, you need a lot of stamina and strength to survive. Yeah. Maybe the Finbar lads were a bit, whatever, they weren't as strong and they, were, they weren't able for it on the day. But our lads... But the parades themselves and the RTM boys band really added to the whole yeah. occasion as well, too. I remember... Uh, bringing one of the teams, uh, I think it was 2014, we, we won the Kilkenny local one and we went and we didn't qualify for the semi-final, but we had a fairly good old team too. And Aidan O'Rourke was, was uh, uh, the secretary of the club at the time. Aidan, I was very proud, GA man, very proud Dublin man. And we were, I don't know, whatever reason, we were asked to go first in the parade. So we're right behind the the the, the, the boys band as well too. And I remember Aidan actually marching as if he was one of the volunteers going to the GPO uh, in front of in front of all of the guys, he was really really proud. He told her that was the 
highlight of his life in the GAA as well too. But great memories overall. That when, when sorry, later on that year, Matt, we were selectors for the Tony Forrest oh, tournament. Yes, right, yeah. Yeah. And thirteen of that team. That's right. We're on the Kilkenny team that were beaten in the final. Yeah, we, by we, we held a trial down in Ballyhale, mm-hmm. I remember. That, that time there's no developing squads. And uh, when we played the pick at the county, and we, kept, no, we won well as well mm-hmm. down in Ballyhale. And uh, so we, we were supposed to pick the team. How could we do any pick? So, so, that's so, so, so 13, the the for 13 yeah, I think, from the starting team. Light, light yeah. off the game. The reached the final, I think, Tom. Did they? Galway Betterment final. That's a Galway Betterment. 94, yes. Tipperary. Yeah, okay. Tipperary in 96. Tom, in 1996. Sorry, just go back. Before you finish, can I say this? I remember I was a Board of Nogue delegate with Val at the time. And I remember now Joe Pike was chairman of Board of Nogue. The late Tom Royal was secretary. And I remember being at meetings where they were talking, they were setting up committees to look into that they were talking that there would be no minor championship in Kilkenny four years down the road from 94 yeah. I remember that well that there'd be nobody yeah, would come near this James Stevens team and that people wouldn't just enter the minor championship as You're it wrong. turned out we, we lost that final to Dunham Megan right, came yeah. from nowhere that's right but well, having said that, they went on later on then to win under twenty one yeah. and junior. Yeah. Remember, we went intermediate. Some yeah. of them played intermediate, and mm. we were senior and intermediate for a few years. I know a lot of the boys were the backbone of a really good yeah. senior yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, maybe they had the under fourteen so easy. It wasn't the best. You know, mm. they won easily enough. It wasn't the best thing for him, obviously. Mm. And they reached the minor then. And, uh, and won under uh, 16. And under 16 on the way. And, but they reached the minor and then they came up against Ballyhale in one of the finals. And of course, they had the superstar, Ballyhale, mm. <coughs> Henry Shefflin, you know, on his own, they kind of beat us. And, and the following year, we met uh, Donna Magan, there was another superstar full back. <laughs> and uh, there was no passing and it was like a stone wall. Mm. So, so they learned their lesson, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That wasn't uh, winning, winning, winning wasn't going to be easy. You had to work on it. But later on, a lot of them came through in junior. We won the junior uh, championship under in 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, 2000, yeah. yeah. And uh, under 21 afterwards, we lost at the same players and seniors as well, you know. Some, some Joe, Murray, Joe Murray went on to represent Kilkenny at minor level. That's right. And I think Fan was a. In 1996, guys, we went to uh, down to uh, and we played in the Mount Sinai uh, grounds against uh, Kilmallock. And the final was a very tough contest. The village came out on top by winning 4-3 to 2-2. The scoring didn't reflect the challenge that, that Kilmallock put up on the day. Tom, talk to me a little bit about that game. Uh, I, I remember uh, after that game, my heart was coming out of me. Like I said, the scoreline didn't actually reflect yeah. how close the game was. Yeah. You know. But that was a very strong, physically strong, and they were mm. Kilbalak team. You know, there was an edge to them. And uh, we were put to the pin of our collar to, to actually win that. You know, we, the scoreline suggested we won it easy, but we didn't. One of their main men at the time went down to, was a star Limerick player later. That Andrew O'Shaughnessy. That's right, yeah. oh, was he playing when there? Yeah. He was. He was, you're right. Yeah. He was on that Kilmallock yeah. team, yeah. But it was great to win it, yeah. But, um, Richie Hayes was captain yeah. that oh, year. Yeah, Declan Brennan in goal. Oh, Declan, yeah. Declan was a great goalkeeper. And uh, great hands and great puck outs and everything. And he didn't hurl after, which no, was the pity. No. He, he I'll name out some of the players for you yeah. that went on to play senior for the club. Jackie yeah. Turl, Joe Murray, 
Shane, Shane Egan, Owen McCormick, Richie Hayes, Joe Murna, and even Neil Bergen, who went on to win a, 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 a county championship with the Lochtrans as yeah. well, too. They all went to play, you know, senior with, with other clubs. And, and mm. Did you realise, gents, the, the talent that you had at your disposal yeah, around that Kilmallock team were tough. The Kilmallock is kind of a tough hurling club in Limerick. It's hard to beat them. They have a great tradition there. But in charge of the... Of the Kilmallock team were, were involved with him was uh, uh, Willie Fitzmaurice, Cannon, Cannon Fitzmaurice. Uh, and he, I played with him in Limerick. He was a brother of Paddy Fitzmaurice and Willie. Two of them played with Limerick or, and the three of us were on the one team together. He was in charge of the Kilmallock team. And uh, uh, just uh, afterwards, we went out to meet our lads and we went back into the dressing room. There's no sign of the Kilmallock lads. They're all gone. <laughs> they never came even to... Uh, Acknowledge, acknowledge, yeah. acknowledge or, it's not right, Tom. Mm, that's they, right, they, they never kind yeah, of yeah. said, Joe. They weren't the nicest of them. Carla, would you bring it back in there for a second as well, too? You know, um, <laughs> uh, to, to, to see where what, what the club did with the fail after was handed over. What was the transition? What happened uh, that it became, uh, you know, that it wasn't a school's competition anymore and it was handed over to the club? What, 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 what uh, ignited that? Can you remember? What do you mean, what I ignited? Well, well, what, you know, it was a school's competition first with St. Patrick's, and then the club itself took it over from under well, 14. Funny enough, Ty, much the same has happened now yeah. in the sense. Um, children started school younger. Right. Just after four years of age, so they were leaving at 13 or 12 and a half. Right. Now, at the current stage, Children, because of the preschool year, are starting after five, and they're all 13 plus when they're leaving. So you're back now to what happened in the second half of the 80s. Right, okay, yeah. Um, it's... Um, Just a natural progression, I suppose, then, uh, I suppose, wasn't it? Jim? Yeah, well, you see, it didn't make any sense for the primary schools to be looking after it when they were all yeah, gone out of the yeah, school. Yeah, 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 okay. And that was, and, that, and that's what had happened as well too. But you looking then to, you, you know, you're really, really involved in the county board as well too. But also very, very involved in your own club, St Martin's mm. as well too. But looking over at the, at James Stevens and what they were doing, was there a sense of jealousy? I suppose, well, you know what I mean. Throughout other clubs in in, in the county of of what was happening around here and what we were able to do with the fella, or did you say, look at fair play to they were, they were, they were Well, you see. And I know you had an affiliation with Tyg, the too. You know? Yeah, Tyg, from a rural point of view, rural clubs cannot They don't wish to coach, yeah. No, they, physically they can't compete. Mm, because numbers, yeah. You can put out 15 lads at 14 years of age. Yeah. A rural club might be playing a child of 11. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it's actually going to get worse as yeah. time goes by. Yeah, goes yeah. by. yeah. Yeah. Um, and Liam Turley mentioned that in, one, in his podcast there a couple of weeks ago that you know as as county board delegate and he sees the smaller clubs and what struggles they have with numbers it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a big issue Paul isn't it? Well, sure. To, to put it in context for you, and this will be last September twelve months um, between the schools in the parish here, you could have the goods of um, seven or eight hundred boys. Yeah. yeah. Galmai of twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult. Totoro and have 41. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. That's just to put it in perspective for yeah. you. Yeah. Sometimes and we don't, we don't realise what, what actually we have. going forward, I think, um, the county board will have to look at it and 
that anybody who doesn't make your first 25 will have the choice of playing for your second team or declaring for the mother or father's home parish. That's in the bylaws, isn't it, Paul? It is, yeah, yeah. but it, it needs to be highlighted again, Val, because yeah. some rural parishes are running. struggling in a big way. Yeah. Yes, because, again, <coughs> there's a there's a planning restriction in rural areas. Yeah. Ribbon if, development. For our sake, if you came out to my place and bought a site, you won't get planning permission because you're not connected with the area. area. Yeah. Which means, in the past, the same families rejuvenated every club mm. every 25 years. Yeah. Since third level became so popular back around 2004-2005, yes, all that generation will play for their club till they finish, but they're never going to live in the area. <coughs> so what sustained the club in the past can't sustain it going forward. Oh, okay. And the planning restriction is making doubly sure. Yeah. And... I, I've heard of cases of, for argument's sake, of um, somebody being very involved in the club here and um, try and get plan of permission out beyond Foose. Can't be done. Can't be got. Can't be got. Sorry, But I've been advocating for years that this is, uh, all the city clubs, uh, at 13 anyway, should put in two equal teams. But it's easily enough done, and uh, and then you'd have uh, in the league you'd have six teams from the city, and then if you had six good teams in the town, you'd have a great competition. But then why some clubs are reluctant to do it? That they, happened no last year. I know it happened. That was the start of it, and I think they should keep it going as well going. because yeah. it's it's good for 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 the city clubs as well for the future because. Uh, um, lads, weaker lads are up against better lads, you know, yeah. and they're not uh, developing their own skills. Not developing their own game, skills yeah. in a tighter situation. And I want to be much better for them. I don't know whether I want to move on because I think was, sorry, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. I, I think uh, even more worrying is the amount of um, youngsters who are actually going to be lost to the game completely. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. because they develop a different. Stages. Mm. One lad might not come into his own until he's seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. But under the present system, he'll have it well uh, given up at that stage. Well yeah. given up yeah. at that yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I want to bring in a man here. I never heard him as quiet in my life in a group of fellas before. But Eamon uh, uh, Turge, you're not that quiet all the time. Many a meeting here, you're not that quiet at all. But anyway, Eamon, uh, you're the manager of the very, very famous win in in two thousand and eight, and and what a great team we bet. Uh, we played against a piercing in, in, in a final. Mm. Uh, we went on uh, a game that went right to the wire. Uh, you come on, tell me, tell me your memories of, the, of that particular uh, tournament was, itself. Look at it; it was a fabulous tournament. Like we were, we were very lucky. Uh, to be honest with you, we went up to Ross Gray and we were hosting Ross Gray. You know, you were talking about it there to the lads. Lads were talking about it. But the young fans staying with families mm. is a fabulous part of the lads and, and the friends that they make and all that. And that was a, that was a great part of it. The friends that they made, but no, we were we, we went up and we stayed in Ross Gray and we, we played Ross Gray on the on the Friday night uh, and we had a we didn't start particularly well but we ended up winning it uh, fairly comfortably, but but uh, the following day we went to Bor, we played Bor and we played uh, Kilmacud Kilmacud rain. Just as a rain that fell that day, oh my God, it was incredible now, it was incredible rain. Fergal Welch, I remember we had to dispatch Fergal who was secretary here at the time. With, with the, the jerseys to try and get them dry cleaned for the next game the whole lot we had two sets and both of them were drowned and Fergal went off looking for the whole lot 
But Kilmacud were very fancy that time. And we played them in the third game. I think it ended something like seven points to two. But the weather was incredible. Donna Kearney actually had a fabulous game that day in goal and pulled off a number of saves. Donna was very good. But uh, my abiding memory of that semi, or, or in the semi final, it was it was a, the last game in, in the round, was Dimit Cody was asked to mark Oshin um, O'Rourke, who was who was the star man for Kilmacud Crokes, and he was their, their main go go to guy. I don't think he got a touch of the ball. God loved him that yeah, day. Uh, uh, Dimit absolutely ate him. He absolutely ate him that day. But, but that particular team, Eamon, if I can remember, is just a great camaraderie about that particular group of players, but also selectors as well too. And yeah. they bound the whole thing together. And, and, and you know, you're talking about Paul about, about different schools and, and, and the way it goes. But not that those lads went to school together down in St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. And there was a great camaraderie. Yeah. Fabulous. They never knew when they were beaten. And, uh, you know, they all worked for each other. Yeah. That was, they weren't the most skillful team that we ever had. Yeah. But just they were the hardiest. Hard they, were, to beat. they were hard to beat, lads. And they never knew when they were beaten. Yeah. They were fabulous that time. Like, we went down to the final. We played, played in a piercing who were far taller, bigger, stronger, better than us. There's no doubt. But our lads just didn't know when to give up. When to, when to give up. It was fabulous. Now, and Jim McCauley, let's, let's talk about the goal that Mikey scored. Yeah. I think Mikey scored one six yeah. or one seven that day. It was fabulous. Now. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. Jim got the other point. Um, but we were after floating in a ball. We got a 65. And Mikey, Mikey got it. Uh, and, and, and he tried for a goal. It didn't come off. Ball broke out to the side. If that ball had gone out over the sideline, the game was over. Over done. Jim McCauley made the run to get out there. And the young fellow from the pier shake, instead of putting it over the line, he turned back in to try and strike the ball. And Jim had blocked him down and got the ball and went in along then and got the free. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey put over. A lot of work but it was that work, yeah, yeah, it was that work that, that, that won that game for us. And it was, yeah. that's my abiding memory, yeah, yeah. was the work rate of Damon Cody yeah. to get that ball, to bring it back in. But Eamon, do you remember all the fabulous. players that were back when Mikey was taken to free? I think the yeah. parish of the Pearshick was in goal yeah, that day. Yeah. Um, and for how he, how he treaded the truth, that was incredible. There was actually 11 players standing on the line that day. Buried it, yeah. And he buried it. He absolutely buried it. The ball was still going. Yeah. At a trajectory, when it hit the back of the net, yeah, lads, yeah. it was absolutely an incredible goal. Well, what a way to win another. Ball was poked yeah. out and the, and the game was over. Yeah, but there was a young lad on that team, he was in Paris, Stephen Reenan, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. But he was in school and he kind of never made the school teams around. He, was <laughs> he retired early, Matt. He was, uh, no, but he was always tipping around and uh, mm. God, he was on, the, on that team and he, and he won um, he, he won the All Ireland, the failure. And I remember going out in the field afterwards, and he, I think he was crying out in the field. Yeah. I said, I ne- he said, I never thought I'd win in all Ireland. He said, <laughs> yeah. he made his day. But I don't think he heard much after. Yeah, I don't no, know where no, he is now. And we were talking about the, just reminiscing, we were talking about the upcoming mm. podcast, and that you were saying that the, you know, the selectors, but Mark got the boys together, I think, uh, the day before. Tell me a little yeah, bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, like Mark wasn't a selector that year, but Mark was running around that, those guys all the time. And he, Mark was fabulous. Mark, you know, he, he, he really was now. But I remember, uh, that, that that morning we, we set off for, for, for Port Leash for Moor Park and we stopped in. I think Value had organised the field for us to stop yes, in. Correct, yes. And we got didn't 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 mark anyway said to Mark getting off the bus, I said, No Mark, a few words for the boys. I said, and that'll be it. So Mark the lads still talk about it, the speech that Mark Turrell gave and roused them up into the whole lot. We got back at the bus, we went into a Moor Park and there was another word spoken. We got out in the field and they done the warm up in the whole lot. But Mark was a great part, even though he wasn't the selector. He was a great part of that team and that win. Now, to be honest with you, 
He really was no. Of course, Kieran Brennan was there as well. Kieran, Kieran was fabulous. Kieran was kind of the lad, the lad that you kind of uh, he, he calmed everything down and right. he had the experience behind him and all that. Like, and he was able to kind of keep us all relaxed because look at it was new to it was new to us. But yeah. Kieran having been there, it was great to have him yeah. there as well. And who else were the reflectors on that team along with you? Um, uh, Dinny Kearney and 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 Neil Connolly. Neil would have done all the training that time. You know, Neil was very a very calm, relaxed kind of a character as well. And Bobby Kearney then would have been the other selector. Yeah. Uh, but and, and it was great because it worked because it all kind of came together and it just worked. But just t- talking about the, the group of selectors together as well too, mm. and you know the success of the teams. You know, when you had a good camaraderie between the selectors and mm. he had that with mm. that particular team and Tom and Matt and Val and he had that with that particular team as well too. But you had great times away from Hurling as well too though. Oh, yeah. In those sort of things too. And Val, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, off, uh, uh, you know, the night times when the fellas went off out to their houses, you guys, rightly so, went off and enjoyed yourselves and had a bit of crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to Limerick and Remy Dowland was... Uh, I don't know if it was Tom staying in Ramey's house. I was supposed to. I don't think I ever saw it over the weekend. He was the community guard. <laughs> yeah. And we were in this club, anyway, a mongrel club. And Ramey used to be in the garden for, in his uniform. So we were there at all hours in the morning. And the second year in Limerick, the gear was left behind in the dressing room. And Jerry Gall, Lord and Merton, had all. We're rushing to get other places, that and others. That's what you're saying. So we left the gear behind. We left the gear. It was locked up in the fucking club rooms. And Jerry Gall was already gone down on the bus with the players. So Tom and myself had to try and contact some of the boys from what club were we with? Morning, morning, To get into the club. So we arrived in 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 Kilmallock, and the RTM boys band were parading around. Mm-hmm. And I used to have to do the write out the yeah, team sheets. And you'd have to write it out twice. That right, Paul? Do you remember yeah. that? Twice you'd have to write it out. Yeah. Not once, you couldn't copy it. And it was not no not well. <laughs> well I think we, we we got Tom. We got lost. Uh, uh, I think Jerry Gall was driving the bus. Mm. And uh, so we were. We, I bus. don't think it was in Kilmallock. Though. I think was it Adair. 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 And uh, we, uh, Jerry took a, ra- la- la- a wrong turn. And we, when we we, we arrived late for the match, and the Artem band were out in the field playing some tune or another to entertain the crowd, and uh, but we're kind of uh, we, we, the whole thing we were a bit obsessed late mm. with the job, our preparation, and our, uh, and the whole thing we're upset by the, the delays and and going wrong and everything. We just barely arrived in time to do a warm up. We were actually very lucky that year to win the local fair at the Paddy Grace, if you recall. We were playing O'Loughlin's up in Dixborough. That's right. Yeah, in the I final. Remember, yeah. And Ben Hayes, I think, was the referee. Remember, he blew it yeah. up about seven or eight minutes yeah, to go. And, and <laughs> I, I had gone into the O'Loughlin's <laughs> dressing room. I'd gone into the O'Loughlin's <laughs> to, to congratulate like, him on the win. And then, then we were called back out again and we to, uh, to play an, an extra seven or eight minutes. And we won it in the seven or eight <laughs> minutes, so we went out. Yeah. Yeah. The O'Loughlin's actually beat us in the county final yeah, that year. They had a very yeah. strong team. Yeah. We were lucky to go to Fairley that year. Just, just talk about that. And I'll go back to Eamon again there. Um, when you won that and the celebrations were high after winning the... Mm. Uh, I think you were pulled aside, actually, were you? I was. I was. <laughs> was. And, and, and in fairness, and I didn't say it, but Brian, Brian, Brian Cody was fabulous to us that weekend. Yeah. Brian was there all the time. But I remember going back into the dressing room after a game and Brian pulled me aside and he says to me, um, um, uh, do yourself a favour now. He says, get them lads and sit and tell them. There's a, there's, a, there's a county final to be won. There's no point in having a fail if you haven't had a county final. <laughs> and that was what was said in the dressing room. Marking your character. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But Brian, Brian was very good to us uh, that weekend, I have to say. No, he was, you know, he was, he was there. 
uh, all the way with us, all the way with us. Now we couldn't be couldn't be any better. But the Christy, else the Christy Ring Trophy itself, that's the name of the trophy, isn't it? Uh, Paul, did you ever make Christy Ring? I did. Tell me about that. Right. Um, Kilkenny Primary Schools used to um, go down to Cork annually, or Cork, alternatively, Cork would come up here. So in one of our visits down there, um, Went by bus, yeah, Tom Waldron got people to him, um, Tommy O'Brien, Joe Dunfield, Bella Hale and so on. And Christy himself, what kind of a man was he or yeah, how did you meet him? Or? Oh, we were all introduced to him and he was there for the match then so we were all chatting or passing comments and so on. He, he was um, quite social one to one. Go with the young fellas. Um, but he he wouldn't be somebody that you'd hear shouting or roaring, yeah. shouting or roaring or anything, you know. Yeah, but he he was aware of the tournament itself and it was going to be called after himself, was he? No, 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 no. That was after. Oh no, it was after he died that the yeah. his co-workers, was, co-workers yeah, his co-workers with yeah. Shell, I think he was a lorry driver for mm. Shell, and they and they put up the trophy yeah. 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 for the tournament. Itself. I met him once as well. It wasn't a very happy occasion for us. It was after the seventy-eight on Ireland. Uh, on Cork pieces, it wasn't our finest hour, shall we say. <laughs> uh, so we came into the dressing room after the, in Croke Park after the All Ireland. And who wasn't sitting inside in the dressing room? One of Christy. And he going around, uh, you know, commiserating with everyone after the match. But, uh, I so he had a few words and literally went off, went off out there yeah. to join the celebrations with the Cork lads. Yeah. He was a very shy man. We yeah, would have yeah. met him here now, for argument's sake. He played for Glen Rovers in the Carroll's tournament that the club yeah, we ran yes. early in the 70s. Hmm. And, and of course, for all of us at that time, he was a total icon. Of course he was. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah come down and look at them <coughs> guys we're after talking about all the really really good victories that we've had and we've you know the, the club has a unique distinction of, of having the most seven more than anyone. but there are a few that got away and we didn't mm. win them all as I said yeah. is there any of them that sticks out in your mind I would I for me I know the winning ones were obviously the highlights but I think the year we went up to Lock Eel yeah, in yeah, 2000 yeah, we left yeah. here without two of our probably best players who went off down to Limerick to play Kennedy Cup if you remember, yeah. uh, we played Lucky Island this afternoon. Lash and Rain, remember? Oh, it was like winter. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. and we we, uh, we we needed to win by a point, I think, on the Friday night. Yeah, Duffy Rovers, I think. Duffrey, yeah, and we drew. Yeah, we won uh, by a pint We were in the semi. Yeah, <coughs> the two lads arrived up. Remember, it was lashing rain. Yeah, we, were drawn. we went back yeah. to the house to Jesus, yeah. to to uh, yeah. tug out and. Uh, have a shower, etc., etc. We were saying with a chap called Aidan Boyle, but um, when we got back, the centre Lucky Club didn't have a club rooms like here yeah, at the time. They had a beautiful no pitch, no yeah. Father Healy yeah. Park, beautiful yeah. pitch. But the centre was Round there was the only pub. one pub, the Pounds. Pound, yeah. And a man, the late, I think it was a brilliant gentleman, a fellow called Liam McGarry. Yeah. And there were no mobile phones that time either, or anything like that. But we had the use of the free use of the, the kitchen. The whole, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> the phone, uh, anything we wanted, but the, the pound was the centre of, of everything. 
was uh, I remember and, and uh, we we and were tr- remember they brought us over and mm. Saturday was it the Saturday night to Ballycastle Castle they gave us like yeah. a banquet for the <coughs> mentors never in the Marine Hotel in Ballycastle like the bank well we came back one day the wings I remember was was Matt and Kieran Brennan was a selector that year as well <coughs> yeah uh, at about two in the morning remember we brought him up a, a dozen or a dozen and a half a really totally hurlies right. <laughs> and a couple of dozen slitters making the presentation in the pound at about yeah. two in the morning <laughs> the thing about the pound was uh, it was up uh, in Lockheed and but the RUC never went never went up there there was no police policing in the area to, you know they just didn't go into the into the, yeah. the yeah. nationalist areas so they could stay up as long as yeah. they liked. Well, remember know? we asked that Liam McGarry at the time did the police bother them at all? You remember him saying they didn't see one for about 26 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But another, another failure to tell you get, and Matt will tell you and Tom will tell you was in Bandon we were Bandon Club and Cork were hosting this. 2001. 2001 and we were beaten by we beat uh, somebody from Galway Atten Roy down Roy. in they were, the, they were the favourites yeah down yeah. in Sarsfields mm. and at Tyke I never saw so many boys to cry they were actually the favourites to win Fela that year and we beat them we were the following morning then Sorry, so, not only were the, ch- the children crying the mentors were crying as well <laughs> if you remember them. but the following morning then we were in we were playing in Cork, wasn't it? Carrigaline. Carrigaline, yeah. yeah. And we no extra team beat us, but the lads were knackered from the night before. Over at the Bella. Over at the Bella. Well, was Martin Stories team at the time? I think we were leading yeah. at half time, were we? We were. Was that the year that the that uh uh Bella won the book? Oh you're one year. Yeah, the Bella won the book. But another year that we lost the Vela was the year Drum and Inch and Six Mile Bridge. That was 95. We played uh, Drum and Inch uh, in a challenge match a couple of weeks before that, and we gave him a good beating now. And it was one of our players, Alan Dunn, got in, injured. He broke his He broke his thumb. And, uh, Alan from the Kells Road. Yeah, the Kells Road. And uh, so uh, we brought him back to Coley up in the Kells Road. He wasn't too pleased. He gave us a bit of his mind at the time. He was happy with the selectors. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so uh, we went down then uh, to Limerick and um, we're, we were beaten by Six Mile Bridge, was it? Yes. Not by much. Yeah. And uh, we're very disappointed because it was, it was a great game that we could have won. But anyway, um, they went on to meet Drum and Inch and they drew in the final. And after extra time, they, mm. they, draw, they so shared, they, they shared, they shared the trophy. Yeah. 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 Even though I think we, we had a good team, but we just. I think, I think Alan's injury kind of upset us for mm. a start. But then we had a lot of them for the following year. Yeah, they, they were quite young, actually, and they blooded them. As I say around here, sometimes have to lose one before yeah, well, you can well, win well, one. Well, a lot of them were on the following year, and they kind of they knew what it was all about the next year. Mm. Well, let's not only do we bring uh, teams away to, to Fela and Hurlem, but we also brought teams away to. Sorry, can you say we won Fela in 2003 as well, didn't we? In Up in Mullingar. I did. Tell me about that then. Well, I, I think the late Billy Bolton was involved with that team. Well, Kieran Brennan. Yeah, Kieran Brennan. Kieran Brennan. He beat Torles in the final, wasn't he? <coughs> yeah. 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 I, had, I, wasn't I, I had beaten Torles in their group. Er, yeah. Confi was our mm. host club up in Leeds that year. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom's sister lived in... Leeds. Leeds. But they had beaten Torles comprehensively in the group earlier. And did, well, I think we were put to the pin of our collar to win that one eventually. 
yeah, we yeah. met Torres in the That's final right. again. Yeah, yeah. But the late um, Billy Walton was was involved that team with Kieran Brendan well, we, I was just about to say that we, we also enter teams into, into, into football failures as well, too. Mm. I think, Evan, you had a very, very successful football team in 2009, did you? Well, actually, Neil Connolly uh, uh, managed that team in 2009. We went up to St. Edwards, above in, uh, above in, in, in Kildare, in Straffan. And uh, so we, we didn't know what to expect or whatever else. But we ended up having a very good tournament. We played Clonmel Commercials in the final, in, in a very good final. It went to extra time, actually. From memory, but uh, Sean Moore, I can remember Sean Moore scoring a, a fabulous goal for us. Sean would have been more known more for rugby than he was for, for anything else. But Sean was a great man to do a few jinks and whatever else. And I can still remember the determination in his face going forward to get that goal. And I, I'd say he, he probably soloed probably uh, 20, 25 yards before he struck the ball and, and, and got the goal that won us the game. Yeah. But a fabulous. And Clamel Converses now would have had a very good team and they'd, they'd be a football and yeah. club now as well. And we weren't expected to, to go anywhere in this tournament. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a fabulous one. And, and it's, it's, so when you talk about uh, seven, we have, we have eight. Just mention as well, one, one funny incident that comes to my mind, well, it, it, it could have been a very serious one. We, we were, remember up in the year in Confie again, I think, in Selbridge, we were playing Boer. Was it in the semi-final? Mm. And it remember the dispute yeah. over the jerseys and the yeah, ball. Right. And we were actually at halftime. I think we were we were out the gate nearly. We didn't bit. Mm. And I remember just coming up to halftime. I don't know who started the row. But the players, they could have been on. Half of them sent off and gone for the final. The final. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. We, 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 at halftime, the game was over. Like we, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they could have half of them been missing yeah. for, for the final. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I remember an instant down in Bandon where we were playing. It was abandoned, I suppose, we were playing, yeah, the home team. And uh, that was the year out, or one, one mm. day. But uh, uh, row broke out at one end of the field, and, and one of our backs, I don't know whether I mentioned his name, and uh, he shouted out, well, boys, if that's what he wants, he was, he, we'll give it to him. And he was heading up the field to join the frack up at the other end. So we wonder how as well too, Matt, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jess, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of it, and thanks all very much. It's great to reminisce and such great times for the club, and, you know, it'll go down in history. And all the fellas that played for James Stevens and the great memories today, they will have as well too. So as mentors, I'd just like to thank you all for the involvement and your participation and your commitment to those young fellas over the years. You've been absolutely great. And thanks for joining us. Especially thank you to Paul as well too, for coming in from, from, from St. Martins to join us here today. To his second club. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Same colours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks to all for joining us again for the James Stephen podcast. A special thanks to our guest, Paul Kitchell, as I said already, to Matt Root, Tom Keane, Eamon Turner and Val Malone. You can get in touch with us here uh, by email on the James Stephen podcast at gmail.com or via any of the social media channels. On next week's show, Tommy Lennick is back in the hot seat to interview Ned Byrne, Mick Crotty and Sean Brennan. Thanks again to David and all his team in the Star Hurlies for sponsoring tonight's podcast. You can visit them at their workshop, which is now located in Jenkinstown, or via their website on www.starhurlies.ie.